Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, thank you for your patience, too. I'm continuing to experiment with some things here. and <laughs> I think I actually found... Something that hadn't been quite right for maybe several hundred episodes. I'm not sure. So some of the sound hadn't been quite right. If it changes from time to time, know that we are always evaluating and trying different things here. Also, a lot of times I'm in different places when I actually do this time together. And you'd be amazed at how much that changes the dynamics and the sound of things. But anyway, the basic sound is there, right? So I do so appreciate your patience. We continue our examination of Ephesians. We're in the fifth chapter of Ephesians. So let me recap. I think we've looked at the first five or six verses so far. And we've seen that we are called, and the Lord has instructed us, to be imitators of Him. To be imitators of God, even as beloved children. And that we're to walk in love. And not just the love of the world, or the love that we have in the soul or in the flesh. But to walk in the love that Christ had for us. That love where he gave himself up for us as an offering and as a sacrifice, an offering and a sacrifice that was a fragrant aroma to the Lord. In other words, it was very pleasing to the Lord. But then we're warned that don't have anything to do with immorality or impurity or greed. Don't even let it be named among you. Don't have anything to do with filthiness, you know, like obscenity or foolish, silly talk or coarse jesting, you know, that crude joking kind of thing. But what we should do is to give thanks in everything. And then he warned us, we saw this in the last episode, that we know with certainty, that's interesting, that no immoral or impure person, uh, the King James is just really forthright with it, no whoremonger, okay, or impure person, or a covetous person, or an idolater has an inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. And so no one whose pattern and practice of life is that. Okay, You can sit there and say all you want to. Oh, yeah, I'm saved. I'm a believer. I'm a believer. I believe that God's real. But if your life, the bigger picture, the larger trajectory, if it doesn't reflect that truth, then you do not have anything to do with the inheritance of the kingdom of God. Then in the last verse we saw in the last episode, let no one deceive you with empty words. For because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Don't let somebody sit there and say, well, I know they live like that, but I think they're okay. Okay, I know that I live like this, but no, I believe, so I'm all right. Don't let anyone teach that. Don't let anyone preach that. Don't buy into that lie. So verse 7 starts off with the word, therefore again. Remember verse 1 started with that. And we see throughout this uh, letter that Paul's building this argument, he'll say, therefore, or for this reason, for that reason. So therefore, verse 7 says, do not be partakers with them. <clears throat> ESV says, do not be partners with them. The Lexham says, do not be sharers with them. In other words, don't partake of these sins. Don't share of these sins with them. Well, why is that? Well, verse 8 tells us, for you were formerly darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. So now we're seeing why we uh, say that the last three chapters, the last half of Ephesians, chapter 4, 5, and 6, deal with how you walk the walk you talk. Okay, 
the first three chapters show who we are in the Lord, show what the Lord's done in our life. The last three chapters show us how we live this out. Because repeatedly we, we are in, uh, implored to walk in a particular kind of way. And so there's uh, verses 7, 8, 9, and 10 are all one sentence. First thing he says, don't partake with them. Don't partner with them. Don't have anything to do with this. You used to walk in this darkness. He'll, he'll say, remember that? You used to do this. But don't do that now. Why? Because you're in the light. If you've repented and confessed and called upon the name of the Lord and have been saved and have been baptized, then you are children of light. So don't walk in that darkness. Verse 9 is a parenthetical statement. It's in parenthesis. And it says this. For the fruit of the light consists in all goodness and righteousness and truth. So he's saying, you are children of light. You are light in the Lord. Catch that phrase there in verse nine, uh, 8. But now you are light in the Lord. And uh, when you look at the uh, New American Standard, I'm reading from that, it's actually capitalized. That's sort of a title for we as believers. Light in the Lord. Light of the Lord. So walk as the children of the light. For the fruit of this light, what is the fruit of the light? Was goodness. It's righteousness. It's truth. So don't get caught up in the things of the evil. Hey, don't get caught up in all that kind of stuff. Don't go back to the patterns and practices of darkness the way you were before. But live in that light. Rest in the light. Now, verse 10 finishes at the sentence. Trying to learn what is pleasing to the Lord. <laughs> you know, anytime we see that phrase in, in our language, trying to do something, uh, what usually pops up in our minds and in our spirits and in our hearts is the negative connotation. You know, you have to try, you have to try, you try, and it's nearly impossible. You're not going to be able to do it. That's not quite what's being said here. New American says trying to learn. The ESV says and try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. Well, that's a little different, isn't it? You know, in other words, let your discernment be built up as you walk day by day and breath by breath as the light of the Lord and walk as children of light. Learn how to discern what it is that the Lord desires. The Lexham says, trying to learn what is well-pleasing to the Lord. The King James says, proving what is acceptable to the Lord. Now, all these... Uh, uh, Understandings are true, okay? When you look at what the Greek word, adokamazo, uh, I think is the name of it, the word. And it literally has this idea, uh, literally to test, uh, to approve or to prove is the idea. That when we live this way, we are proving by our lives that what the Lord says is true. Okay, We're testing it, we're examining it, we're proving it. We are literally by our life of providing the examination to the world and to one another that what the Lord has said is true and it is pleasing to him. Okay? It's pleasing him. So let me go back and read this one sentence, these three verses again. Take this to heart, folks. Receive this from the Spirit and live this way. Therefore, do not be partakers with them. For you were formerly darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as the children of light. For the fruit of light consists in all goodness and righteousness and truth. Ooh, let me go ahead. I was wrong, folks. There's one more uh, verse that goes with this sentence. Watch this, verse 10. Trying to learn what is pleasing to the Lord. There's actually four, right? And so I said three, I think, a while ago. Um, verse 10. Trying to learn, proving 
discerning what the Lord desires for us to do and what is pleasing to him. In doing that, we'll find that our pattern and practice of behavior will become more and more and more aligned with what the Lord desires, more aligned with what the mind of the Lord is. Now, last thought for the day. Don't ever lose sight of what it said in verse 8 that, there, that you were formerly darkness, but now are light. Folks, I don't think it's ever too late for anybody, no matter the depth and the degree of darkness that they may be in. God is able to save and desires to save. So don't ever think, and these thoughts are so easy to creep in our mind, that someone is beyond the hand and help of God, that someone is beyond the hope of God, that someone is irredeemable, that a situation is irredeemable. Don't ever think that. God is mighty, God is powerful, God is holy. And so when we see these passages like this, it's a very humbling thing to realize, wait, you were once in darkness, now you're in light. Well, again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, do go to my website. You can find all the stuff there. You can find the podcast there. Uh, you can find the daily blog there. You can find the online Bible studies that we do. Uh, we're doing Hebrews right now. It's a phenomenal study. There's a place there. Uh, if the Lord leads you to help support uh, all these endeavors, uh, thank you so much. And I'll see you all later. Goodbye.